I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mavericks had it, and they still do. The Mavericks are in position. They can go in front right here. What is happening? What is happening? The Mavs' comeback is happening. Final hour, fist pump time on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. We're all getting it here on Sean and RJ. We have Bobby Bell. We got Peyton and Ryan in the back. We're live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube as the Mavericks come back and beat the Orlando Magic at the AAC 131-129. They were down 16, 10 different lead changes in the fourth quarter. This was about Luka and Hardaway in the second half. Luka with 45-15. and 15. Hardaway with 36. Mavs shot 62% from the floor after Orlando scored 77 points in the first half. It was like, oh my goodness. And it feels like, by the way, the Dwight Powell glasses. Did you catch those? Oh, you have the little no. goggles? Oh, the goggles. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like, like glasses like postgame. No. Thinks he's James Worthy. <laughs> Who's James Worthy, Peyton? Uh, he's owner of GM. Got it. Owner what? of owner G- of GM. Yeah, it's one of them. One of them. <laughs> like, wait, the like car the car company? company? No, NBA. He's owner of GM. Well, I in was the like NBA? owner, owner or a GM. One of those. <laughs> oh, Peyton, that's where I was going. I, we're setting up the quiz. <laughs> oh, he's a player. Okay. We got to. Yes. L.A. Laker. Great. I think he might be the most underappreciated player of all time. James? Yeah. Or the GM of Ford. Or the GM of Ford. Yeah. Either one. One of them. One of the two. All right. I don't even know what I was going to say. Oh, Dwight Powell. Oh, <laughs> we got to get to uh, this arrest news that came out. Only bringing this up because this is a former Maverick, but uh, you alerted me to this, Choppy. Yes, Rajon Rondo was arrested Sunday in Indiana on misdemeanor charges of unlawful possession of a firearm, drug paraphernalia, and marijuana. So there you go for everyone who can't stand Rajon Rondo still. I don't know. What are you doing in Indiana randomly? Confronting Rick Carlisle, probably. Right? <laughs> yeah, he was supposed Stalking Carlisle. He was not supposed to have a firearm on him due to a no-contact order taken out against him in court, whatever that means. Uh, so he's not supposed to have it. All right, I want to open this up to the Tolos with NBA phone calls. I want to know if you have a problem with the NBA uh, because Lucas scores 73, Stephen A. Smith goes at the Hawks' defense. The Mavs give up 77 last night in the first half. Everyone is scoring 70 points. First time in NBA history there's been two 70-plus performances within a week. Um, Wilt had both in 1962. <laughs> Man, did he? Did he? Did he, Sean? I don't know. Seven o'clock callback. Luca and Embiid just did it. 
Um, first time since 62, there's been four 60-plus scores in a week. All previous happened with Wilt and or Jerry West. Currently, five teams are averaging at least 120 points a night. That is five times the number of teams that did this last season. The season prior, a total of zero teams average 120 a night. Wow. So we've talked about this in college football at times, too much scoring. We've talked about it in baseball, mm-hmm. too many home runs, right? Too so many home runs. Is it too much scoring for you? Has the lack of defense completely turned you off? Are you appreciating the skill more? Where are you at with your NBA love? Because this is the same exact discussion and segment we did years ago with baseball, and I ended up being right, uh, that baseball was boring and people are sick of it. None of my friends are watching it anymore. I was basically watching it because I'm on the home of the Rangers, and well, uh, and and it just it, it it just lost its spark. Rob Manfred, powers that be, did a phenomenal job of changing that, and I think they basically fixed a ton of it last season. But the NBA now has a similar problem, in my opinion, uh, and I want to know why, and if you feel the same way. Abraham and Arlington, start us off. Abe, you are live. On the DNM leasing hotline. Hey Sean. Hey RJ. Hello. Hey Peyton. Hey Ryan in the back. <laughs> and uh Okay, NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Man, our callers are good. Damn, that was it, good. It it's it's just the defense. It, it's the defense. There's just no defense anymore. Uh it's it's just so boring to watch. I like the physicality. Uh, when you know when you could actually play physicals now, everything is a foul. You poke someone, yep. it's a foul. You give someone a little shove, it's a foul. Uh, I've seen a lot of people suggest that maybe they should make it more like the NHL when it comes to fights and just let them fight. <laughs> uh, at times, uh, they feel like that would bring more attention to it. Uh, I would like that. I don't think that's a bad idea. Uh, we could see who really are the soft players in the NBA that way. But yeah, it it really is the defense. I have not seen an entire game of basketball probably since around 2012. Wow. Because uh, it's just for me, it's just you, you see players go on the fast break, and I feel like I'm looking at Timo Cruz from Coach Carter out here just pulling up <laughs> for a three-pointer when they have an easy layup. Uh, so it's definitely frustrating to watch. And one more thing real quick. Uh, how old is Peyton? He's 26, 27, right? 27, Pay? Yeah, 27. Yeah, whenever you ask, whenever you guys ask Peyton if he knows who so and so is and so and so is, I'm over here just ready to jump out of my car and get ran over because oh, I'm well, don't do that. like pulling my hair out because I'm screaming the answer out <laughs> and Peyton doesn't know it. All right, all right, hey, but for, but for, look bad. But for cross reference, how old are you? I'm 27 as well. All right, so you know all these questions and references, you know them. I would say 95% of the time I know who you guys are talking about. Good. You had – now quiz him right now. And he, you had a solid he, upbringing. You had a solid no, upbringing. That's no, what it is. Hey, hey, no, you're the one on the radio, not me. So the thing is, like, it, it gets me mad because I'm like, I know this stuff, and Payne doesn't. He's making the rest of us look bad. Thank you guys for taking my call. Wow. Yeah. What, what did you do to Abraham, by the way? Yeah. You know, know. you know who Abe is. I don't know who Abe is. Okay. But, I mean, I honestly get that reaction – like yeah. from people I've never met. So listen, I, I think this is, I, I blame Peyton's parents. That's what it is. It's, it's on the parents. Yeah, to don't teach don't the blame kids. me. Blame mom and dad. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the parents to teach the kids. It really is. The Russell family in jeopardy. The Russell family they is in the, jeopardy with Peyton Russell. No, no. no the, imagine them on jeopardy. Oh, they would score the lowest. They you could, would be <laughs> on Family Feud. You would stop the yeah. show. You get zero points for starting. Yeah, that's right.
Like they, he would end up on like the blooper reels for Family yeah. Feud, where it's like, why did he think that was the answer? <laughs> yeah. Gerald in Dallas, Gerald, where are you at with the association these days, sir? Man, the, my, the first guy, he just he said it all. Yeah, and there's no defense. It's just the and my thing is the whiny baby. Everybody they they cry for no reason. Yeah, just get back to playing the game. I remember when the game was was tough. You know, um, the early early two thousands Pistons. They were tough. You know, people were fouling. The game would get back to going to playing. And these days, it's just it's just not fun to watch anymore, like he said. There's Thanks. no defense. Yes, oh, sir. Sorry. Thought you were done with the call. Uh, 877-881-1053. Thank you, Gerald. 877-881-1053. Your top three problems in order, no particular order, uh, with the NBA today. Well, I, 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 I'm not, you don't have to answer that. I'm just asking the Tolos. Take yeah. it where you, wherever okay, you want. So here's what I was going to say. Like, you know, there's a few things that go into sports, like from a viewer, like from a viewer standpoint, that really matter, makes make or break whether or not you're you're tuning in on a regular basis. Like, in one of them is like, does each game have a premium to it? In the NFL, the answer is absolutely yes. Yeah, you never miss an NFL game. Why? Because if you miss an NFL game, you've missed one sixteenth the season. Right. You know, like you, that's a lot. Yeah. So okay, so so if if the answer is yes, then then the next few questions don't really matter because you have to watch anyway. Same for college football. But if each game doesn't have a premium to it, then you've got to ask yourself: um, Does each run or possession or point have a premium to it? And in the playoffs, it does. And in baseball, I think runs or have a premium to it as much in basketball you know the answer is no yeah and then the other side is is one side of the ball completely helpless and in the nfl the answer is yes defense is pretty helpless in the nfl but you don't feel it as much it's not helpless in baseball it's kind of helpless in hockey until you get to the goal to like they've taken away uh the neutral zone trap they've taken away so many things the the, the goalie behind the, the the trapezoid thing and in basketball they're taking away defense like imagine because what we're seeing with basketball is imagine if baseball didn't allow the hitters to swing the bat. That's what NBA defense is. Mm. Well, how, how cool is a no-hitter if the hitters never swing? Right. And they're just pumping strikes in. You know, it's very hard to watch defense, though. Like, Oh, uh, it's uh, terrible like, to watch defense. No, I'm saying, like, to analyze it. It really I is. It's boring to watch it, too. But yeah, there you go. I, like, uh, unless, like... You become a Dylan Brooks name or something, or we we make you a famous defender like Bruce Bowen. You know, uh, very few I feel like are like look at look look at right. Dwight Powell, and then we just look, call them dirty players. Look at his value. Look, look at what he's doing. I am interested in what you said earlier. I think the happy medium could be the hand check. I yep. really am interested. I would love if they explored that. Bring the hand check back. The offensive skill is so great. It's the best and most skilled I've ever seen basketball players. It would, it would, the scoring would still be fine, but you'd bring it back and you have some physicality. Bring the hand yeah. checking back. What was the biggest problem with 1990s basketball? It wasn't the hand check. Mike's talking about carrying, too. Well, they're never going to eliminate right. carrying, but he would take that but, out. But, like, imagine this. So, in today's NBA, and you said it earlier, everybody could shoot. Everybody. Yeah. We were enamored with Charles Oakley because he could shoot from the elbow. Yeah. And not very efficiently, but, like, better than most. Oh, yep. Bill Cartwright. Right. No center could stretch the floor. 
In today's NBA, literally all five players on the floor can score from almost any position. Right. This is not the 90s. You had basically the only guys who could shoot in the 90s were your guards, and they weren't even that good at, at three ball. If you were to take the same rules from the 90s, like the, most of them, and put it in today's game, they would still score a lot more points than they did back then because the skills are better. Right. If you watched and one basketball, Mikey Bassick, Hi, Mike. you can go back and watch and one basketball. They carried the ball less. Skip to my Lou, <laughs> Rafer, Alston. Literally at this point now, if you go back and watch 80s or 90s, like Jordan took it to another level carrying and they're like, let's go ahead and allow it. And then Iverson came in and took it to another level now. And I love Luca, but like when you watch guys post up, they're able to dribble, hold the ball for a whole second and decide do I make my step back move? Do I step through or do I re-dribble? And I'm like, dude, at this point, how do you play defense if a guy can hold the ball for one second while he's determining or deciding, should I re-dribble yeah. or not? And to me, that's as a defender, it's impossible to guard. So when we talk about the ball handling, I'm not sure how much better it is. I understand there's so many drills people are doing and getting better. But when you're able to carry the ball, like you're able to carry – the other thing, too, is I love this shot from Luca, but if I have a pivot foot and I decide, man, I cannot pass the ball to you, let me pick my pivot foot up and get another angle to pass it. They would call traveling every time. When he does his step back, he's stepping, he's stepping, and then he changes his pivot foot. He then changes from, this was my pivot foot. I'm going to pick up my pivot foot to create the yeah. space. And I'm like, I don't know how that's not traveling. I get the shot, but I'm like, it is... When you watch what they allow now, yeah. I remember but watching. See, but see if you think this is fair. These are like old complaints and problems. I wonder if they look at it, and I and I agree with you. I wonder if they look at it and they're like, yo, man, I want RJ Choppy's kids and Mike Bassick's kids to get involved in this and get hooked. So why would I eliminate offensive moves and scoring, right? Like if this went back to Knicks Heat, 85-80, y'all's kids – They'd are be, not they, getting the same yeah. jerseys and loving Steph Curry as right. much. It yeah. feels like an old school, new school thing a little bit. But again, like back then, man, you had three guys on the floor that could really make a shot on the from the outside, and like now, like Sabonis is is so is, we're is, mad is, is, a, is a wizard in well, 1995. Well, the other thing too about shooting, which has become very easy, now is he's a bullet. Oh no, he was a bullet. Yes, got every you want all five guys to be able to shoot shoot on the court, which you can now, which you couldn't necessarily 25, 30 years ago. For, yeah, I, I agree with that. But you also get three feet of separation. You yeah. cannot, because when you shot the ball, I don't know if you guys played. Did you guys play high school basketball? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, so in high school basketball, YMCA. and you were taught this, you better shoot straight up. When you jump, oh, yeah. let's just say you're taking a three. If you jump forward, you might be out for two weeks to a month because you're going to roll your ankle. And the defender would just put his hand up and stand there a foot away from you. And if you jumped into him, it wasn't a foul on you, but... You might roll your ankle. You better shoot straight up. And if you watch guys like Dirk or Ray Allen, and this isn't a long time ago. This is just 15 years ago. They were really taught, you better shoot straight up because people like Bruce Bowen are going to stick that foot yeah. almost underneath Reggie you. Reggie Miller, kick out stuff. Right, but now it's like you get three feet of separation, so you're not really allowed to close out that hard. So shooting is easier now in that, yes, you still have to shoot it and shoot it well, but if you got to open space – that dude has to jump, and he has to land at least three feet away from you or way to the side of you to make sure. So, yes, shooting is better, but 
I think the main part for me is it's the competition on a nightly basis. Like literally Joel Embiid, when we go to Vegas, you shouldn't bet on him to win the MVP. He's not going to play enough games to qualify for the MVP. Uh, he's four games away from disqualifying himself for all offseason awards. But he's not, he's not going to play Jokic four more times, so he's not going to miss those games. <laughs> That's crazy. That That is crazy. I mean, Jokic already uh, Kyrie's out. He cannot make yeah. – First team, second team, third team, and he's going to miss a more, more games. I want to take – thank you, Mikey. I want to take a few more NBA calls on that. I can't remember the last time we took NBA calls, maybe when the Mavs won the championship. If you have a problem with the NBA and what it is, plus the embarrassing Stephen Jones audio that a lot of Cowboy fans are talking about next on Sean and RJ. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news – you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's good, isn't it? I told you that dip. Dude, this is. This is the sour cream one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, I just started dipping some of the sun chips in it. Yeah. Holy cow, it's good. We dipped our breakfast burritos in it. Uh, the amount of response, I was, I, was, I was legitimately surprised. And I'm putting out the Daisy sour cream dips for the playoff game, Super Bowl prep. And I got so many people saying, wait, this, that, and... Mine's the French dip. French dip so far. Dude, it's fantastic. It's legit. It seriously is. All right, let's finish up a couple phone calls on the NBA. We're asking if there's too much scoring. Where's your love affair with the association? And then the Stephen Jones audio that a lot of Cowboy fans were talking about yesterday. Uh, Mavs give up 77. Luka has 45 and 15. 131-129. Like a typical NBA night. Has it gotten out of control? Trey in Dallas? You are live on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Go ahead, Trey. Fellas, good morning. Morning. What's up? <clears throat> yeah, regarding the NBA, uh, and this is a guy myself that played college ball division one. Well, um, 
I 100% agree that the hand checking needs to come back into play. Um, I remember back when I was playing, they made the adjustment in college with the hand checking and it going in my senior year, they completely removed it. You couldn't, you couldn't touch them. You couldn't do anything. They said, make sure you keep your hands out. So I, I totally agree. However, um, and being a mass season ticket holder, also, it's, uh, it's a little, uh, it's a little brutal sometimes seeing how easy it is for the offensive guys to just, just easily score. Yeah, um, it's completely taken away from the game. My honest opinion. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, uh, Christian in Dallas. Christian, you're up next on the DNM Leasing Hotline. Good afternoon, gents. How y'all doing? Doing well. Great. Thank you. Yeah, I think the three reasons that scoring's up is, one, I think player development. A lot of these kids go through AAU basketball, and they're not getting taught the fundamentals of playing defense the same. I think, secondly, you guys are spot on in that they're calling the games a lot weaker, so, you know, a lot more trips to the free throw line. And then I think, lastly, Mike D'Antoni's system of basketball seems to have taken over the league where, you know, they almost want you to score so that they can get back on offense quicker and shoot a three. So those are my three reasons why scoring's up. Good call. I think that's that's largely it to me, too. I, I think the Mike brought up this point last year, I think it was, where he was like, how, how difficult is it going to be for an American player to win the MVP in the NBA again? He's like, because the, the European style of basketball is very team-oriented, and, and they teach you fundamental basketball. And then here in uh, you know the U.S., a lot of the basketball players are coming up on the AAU circuit. It's ISO basketball. It's ball-dominant play. Uh-huh. And I do think that that's probably the biggest issue it's a to tr- me I mean, in terms of yeah. uh, in terms of just the way the play style is, is that the isolation basketball, not playing fundamentally sound team ball, and then because of that, like, the exertion on the offensive end, resting naturally on the defensive and I think that's all encompassing on the problem with the brand so so last night I was flipping back between the Mavs and the Texas Houston game Longhorns losing well I mean it's watching two different sports it really is like watching a college game where the college game is dominated especially the tournament by like good guard play but you still have you know specific interior players you still have right Michael Doliak yeah Utah, <laughs> um, but it's a it's it's a different sport. I mean, you've got ball movement, you've got cutting. Now the shooting is terrible, right? The skills, the skill set of the college players compared to the NBA. I mean, that's two different sports too. It's like you're watching two different species for crying out loud. But it's just a different game, and and if you could marry the two, I think that would be great. There's defense at college basketball. They slap the floor. You know the thirty-second shot clock. It's they're they're using a lot of it. Oftentimes, uh, that doesn't mean that it's better basketball. But I think if you use that brand of basketball with better players, I think you got something. Jay and Waxahachie. Jay, you are live on Sean R. J. and Bobby. Go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I just want to say this. One of my things. Uh, what well, the main thing for me is the lack of accountability uh, in in the NBA right, right now. Mm. When you look, think about Jordan, right? Jordan passed the torch down to, I would say, Kobe, right? Kobe took it, and he was an amazing two-way player. He took pride in that. Yeah. He instilled fear um, in the hearts of his opponents, right? So after Kobe, there was no really a person that or player that really stood up and took that torch like that and, and you know, held themselves accountable for, uh, you know, both ends of the floor. So my question for you is, who is this generation's version of Kobe? Well, what about LeBron? 
We tried to gloss over it with LeBron a little bit, but I'm I'm Team Kobe, and I got to be honest with you, man. I don't think that LeBron can sniff the garments of Kobe Bryant any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just how I feel deep down in my heart. There's not, not even close. Uh, but we're talking about true two-way basketball. Remember when Kobe slapped the floor in the uh, All-Star game uh, when LeBron was coming down the court, and LeBron, you know, did what he did. Think about it. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Jay. So I have written down uh, true two-way, like real deal, like great on both ends of the floor players. The first two that come to mind for me are Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, yeah, and, and and what are what are, what are both of them? Kawhi never plays, and Jimmy waits until April to play. <laughs> right. So like that's but, but again, right? I mean that's yeah, that's right. that's part of the problem with the league. Yeah, I, I mean it's a fair point. It's interesting too the idea of like him talking there about Kobe being a dog and Jordan being a dog. There was a really interesting article last summer uh, in the Daily Telegraph that it talked about. We're gonna do the Stephen audio with KMC. By the way, that'll be perfect for them. The Stephen Jones. Possibly embarrassing audio, 940. It was, I think it was the Daily Telegraph had done a, a story last summer that after Jokic won and Wembenyama had around that same time given interviews where he's like, I'm not worried about, you know, how basketball, that doesn't define me on my own person, that they were, they were doing it in praise, but they basically said, long gone is the day of the Kobe competitor, the Jordan competitor who they had no balance in life. They were just always worried about this. Now we have these balanced superstars that understand their identity as an in basketball. You know, Jokic, Embiid, uh, you know, uh, who the whoever the Wembenyama. Like that is something that is also, I think, a a perspective change with this generation of players too. There isn't really that hyper competitive, like you're not my friend yeah. type of player in the NBA anymore. Yeah, and I hate that. Uh, so I've written down rules, refs, defense. And maybe too skilled, uh, but man, I would. I too think. Scared. I, I think the. Uh, <laughs> I think the hand check could be a decent balance. That that could be an. I. They're still skilled enough. They're still going to score plenty. But let's Man- mandate four passes before any shot. Mandate four. Well, I would. Maybe you need to do some homework on the assist numbers to see if they're actually higher than the nineties. Uh, with the team style yeah. of play, I, you know, I, I think the Warriors force teams like Sacramento and others to actually pass it around. Yeah, they do. Christian and Grapevine. Christian, you're up next here on The Fan. How are y'all? Great. How are you? Um, I just read this article right before y'all started this. Uh, I think it needs to take up more heat. Uh, Adam Silver pretty much said that 90s basketball is disgusting, and he uh, said that there's a need to, there's, they, he made it a point pr- proven for the NBA for uh, smaller guards to display his, their talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he got rid of the hand-checking and the physical play for the smaller guards so they can display their talents. Yeah. I just re- was really upset by reading that before y'all even started the segment. <laughs> you uh, were uh, really upset by it? I was. Okay. So that's uh, also how, other things. Hey, other hey, small- hey, Christian, how old are you? Uh, 33. I'm actually at y'all's uh, fan fest all the time. Okay. Oh, nice. Well, that's you know interesting who, that you're 33 and still like uh, kind of harkening back to the old school days. I like that. Yeah, the old soul in you. Yeah. Do you do you know who Alyssa Milano is, Christian? If it's pop culture, then no, probably not. <laughs> oh, oh, there you thank go. You. Point one for me. I got six more years. Do yourself a favor. Watch Poison Ivy. Uh, ESPN insiders were asked, "What's driving these big scoring nights?" Chris Herring, perfect combo of historic efficiency and astronomical usage rate, and astronomical use of the three-point line with games being played 
at a high tempo. Defenses are spread thinner than ever, trying to guard seven-footers out beyond the three-point line. Tim McMahon, number one on the list that NBA has never seen this much skill. Kevin Pelton, NBA offenses have never been more efficient than they are right now. The calendar may play a role. Historically, there have been more 60-point games in January than any other month, both overall and per total games played. Why would that be the case? Um, uh, it's a 31-day month. New year, new me. <laughs> it's a, yep, so a longer month, right? 31-day month. and uh, Dry January, maybe. Dry January. You're really, you know, the, the season doesn't start until Christmas. They're getting their sea legs under November, December. Yeah. This is the month. This is like the Tuesday of the NBA schedule. Ryan and Rockwall. Ryan, you're up next here on The Fan. Thanks, gentlemen. I just want to say uh, I'm a new Tolo relocated from Seattle, Washington two years ago. And uh, I haven't stopped listening since I since I moved out here. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Um, so I, w- I want to mention one. Um, I- I've been spurned on the NBA since the Sonics left in 08. So I, it, I haven't watched a whole lot. But I think a lot of what has been said I would agree with. And I- I'd like to add something else to your list, a third R after the rules and refs, mm-hmm. is rivalries. We don't have mm. the rivalries that we did back in the 90s, yeah. right, w- w- where we had the Bulls and Knicks and Pistons just hating each other, and that's probably because there is no defense, probably because it is too soft, but you don't have that You don't have that prime-time game where you're like, Bulls, Knicks tonight, let's go. These guys hate each other. We're going to see some good basketball. It's going to be physical, and, and, you know, we might see some pushing and some shoving. Like, it's just too soft. It's just so much one-on-one ISO. I mean, you can make it NBA be three-on-three now, and it's, it's still, I, I don't know. It's just... I think we need to move back to the more physicality like everybody else has mentioned. But I appreciate you guys. Love the show. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for the Thank call. You. It's actually an idea, three on three. It'd be actually, actually kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, look, the there's association will love that. I know. There's no there's no rivalries. That's that's true. You know, we, we That's circle. why I kinda tried to love the Memphis Grizzlies last year and y'all backhanded me. I, well, I was I, Dylan Brooks. We're not a fan. But look, we circled Bill's Chiefs. Yeah, national sports fans, you know, football fans, circle Bills, Chiefs. Rangers, Astros. We're gonna circle it. Yeah, we are. Like, the, but you know, like yeah. the, the rest of the sport might not. But like, right. And best thing, you know, football is the only one that's really the national sport where you follow other cities. All right, let's play the audio that Stephen Jones may not be too happy with, and talk about it, dissect it, investigate it with the KMC masterpiece. A Stephen Jones Cowboy crosstalk is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. RJ representing the Bushwhackers here on the fan cam to honor Kevin Hagelin, who is not in today. We crosstalk with KMC. Good morning, Corey Majors. What's coming up? Uh, man, that was a wild game last night. And we yeah. asked the, right out of the gate, can the Mavericks win in spite of Jason Kidd? And then uh, we, we will at 1120 get into more of the discussion you guys just had about the NBA because we, we talked about that a lot yesterday. But Adam Silver was on the, all the Smoke podcast with uh, Kevin Garnett. We'll talk about that at 1120. And we got some really interesting baseball topics to get into Ooh. today as well and baseball nuggets at 1040. Did you think Luke and Hardaway were going to kill Kid last night? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hardaway was a little more reserved with it than Luke was, but Luke was very demonstrative, just basically like, you are a freaking moron. <laughs> Called like the, the way out. he reacted. Yeah. And then when Tim Hardaway Jr. got asked about a post game, I think he was... He rolled his eyes pretty heavily, but I think it was because he was like setting. He thought he was leaving, and somebody like held him up to ask the question. But winning the game probably helped that out a lot. If they would have lost that game, yes. then it would have been a different story uh, in the press conferences. I bet. All right, I'm dying for you guys to hear this audio. Did you see this uh, Stephen Jones clip circulating yesterday? See this? Yes. Hear about this? Okay. Are you gonna yeah, play we, it we will put it into our uh, our gridiron gravy at 11:40. Okay. And we just got it this morning. So, but yes. So this is from the athletic. John Mashoda been covering the team a long time. Athletic and Bobby, who is the other guy? Uh, Kent Garrison, former keyboardist for Forever the Sickest Kids, and also uh, was the like audio director for all the DallasCowboys.com podcasts. Now he runs the athletic podcasts. All right, this is Kent Garrison and Mashoda talking about Stephen Jones and a Dallas Cowboys draft day scenario. That remind me of something. Uh, when I worked there, one of my favorite parts was after the draft, going through all the tape of the draft and seeing who called them because it's all recorded, you know, like all the, all the, all the trade requests and all that. <laughs> it's all, it's all, just seeing, you know, all that, like, so this is stuff they turned down, you know, uh, when they could seeing have or, or, or listening, seeing and listening. Because it's all the the phone lines are, you know, if you watch the secret audio, the phone lines are all connected in through the cameras, too. So every Did the Lions ever try and offer him Stafford? I'm just, um, I'm just kidding. I know another line <laughs> saying that I'm not going to mention spe- yeah. specifics about, but there was a call on the, about the Lions uh, from tra- the Lions during this time. And Calvin Johnson? The Lions Sorry. called him and, and offered him somebody, and Stephen was like, who is that? And, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty decent name. And he was like, who? And Lions Megatron. Like, uh, uh, he's a uh, blah, blah, blah. And they explained who it is. He's like, oh, we'll call you back. And Steven just like hangs up the phone and just sits there and keeps watching the draft. <laughs> doesn't even tell anyone that somebody called. Doesn't even ask Will who this guy is. <laughs> and then the guy calls back like five minutes later. It's like, hey, did you think about that? And he's like, yeah, no. Bye. Okay. So Cowboy fans yesterday were saying, we're screwed. We're doomed for all time. Steven... Not knowing who it is, according to what we're taking from this, not checking with anyone, and then when the follow-up call was made, nah, not interested. Not interested. Yeah. Cool. 
does, he, does, does Steven need to know every player in the NFL? That's a great question. Because I don't, I, we don't know the name. And if somebody does know the name, when they tell me, then I can help with this a little more. But Robert Porsche. Now the the only, <clears throat> okay, the only person who, and it's a different sport, but it's Jerry West. So my buddy Chris Owens, who I went to high school with Whoa. at Duncanville, he played for the Memphis Grizzlies for one year and then overseas. You still you still keep in touch with them, right? Yes. Good, because I'm going to need tickets in March. Okay. Oh, you think Tennessee's coming here again? I think they're coming here for the okay. uh, for the tournament. <laughs> so, obviously, Rick Barnes was his coach at University of Texas. He walks into Jerry West's office. This is Memphis Grizzlies. And Jerry West has a wall with every player in the NBA – all of the active players, all of the players on the practice squads. Like, you know, you have 12 that can be active, three that aren't. And Chris Owens asked Jerry West, he said, do you know all the players in the league? Like looking at that wall, he goes, Chris, if you're going to get into front office work and you're going to want to do something like this, yes, you have to know every player in the league. Now, I know there's a lot less players in the NBA, but he told Chris – you have to know every player. You have to know their strengths and weaknesses because you never know when a phone call's going to come mm. that you might need to make a quick decision for the betterment of the organization. Wow. So I'm, it's a different sport. Jerry West was an older guy at Memphis. He wasn't in his 50s at that point. He was an older guy. Yeah. Um, I know it's different. a quick decision to give Pau Gasol the, uh, but, to the Lakers. But, Corey, how about this story? And I know it's not Steven. It's Jerry. Do you remember going into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game when I had a question about one of their wide receivers and what the what the response was from Jerry Jones? You you asked because Chris Godwin, we all respect Chris Godwin a lot. He Pro was bowler. back and uh and he said he'll get you an interception. And I, he also thought he was on It means he runs a bad roster. route. He could have ran a bad bad route and it forced Brady to throw a pick. But I think to Corey's point in question what should what should Jerry Steven know versus McClay? I've I've always asked this question, like, um, and I'm asking this for every GM, like Howie Roseman. Can Howie Roseman break down the X's and O's like Brian Broadus? No. Okay. But that's not his job. Okay. You, you shouldn't be answering the phone if if there's trade re- request and you don't know the personnel in the NFL. That's fine. I I I agree with you. Steven shouldn't know that he's a billionaire. Steven doesn't have to worry about anything his whole life. He's he's been given the silver spoon but of the Dallas. Jerry is the general manager. No, that's why they lose because <laughs> this is you you have to sacrifice to win and just and it's not just to win. It's just for the opportunity. It doesn't even mean you're going to win. You do all this sacrifice and you know what? Ninety nine percent of the time you're still going to lose and not be the champs of the world. And Jerry decided early in his life it's not worth that sacrifice. And Stevens following Dad's footsteps. Yeah. And it's fine if they don't want to know. Just be the owners and the presidents and let Will McClay answer the phone. Right. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he should have. You got to ask Will, hey, are we interested in this at all? Yeah. yeah. Even if you don't know who the guy is, hey, I don't know. Is this guy somebody? Is he too busy right now? I, just reach over and say, tap him on the shoulder. Say, hey, stop talking to Charlotte. Give me some answers here. Now, Bobby, a like, lot of Tolos earlier this morning were saying overblown. Reaching, give some of that uh, opposite side. Look, I just think it's. I think there's. They're in the middle of the draft. They have 500 names up on the board. They're a bunch of names across the league that they're constantly evaluating. I don't. I don't know 
just when I hear that as a, a, a side quote, I don't know how in depth it really was like, hey, who is this versus like <laughs> said whoever and ended up doing the like, like, I don't know if they reacted poorly to that. Like my whole thing is that I just think he was probably frazzled, threw it out there as like, hey, who is this? Whatever else. And then reacted from there. And then that's probably why he didn't do anything in the room. If that's the way he did it, he just sat down the phone. It's because he probably knew who it was, knew how they evaluated him and knew we're not going to do this and just was waiting for the call back instead. Yeah, in order for this to be really embarrassing huh. for Steven. Uh, let me add, can I add something real yeah, quick? Yeah. So sorry to interrupt you here. Let's say he did know the guy. Yeah. And was just like, I don't have a clue who that guy is. We'll give you a seventh for him. Maybe that's part of the setup, too. I Because the audio says he doesn't know. But maybe he did know. Maybe he did know, but that's part of the negotiation tactic is act like you have no clue what it is. It's not valuable Some, to you at all. Somebody did like say that on the fan text. They were like, what if that's just part of the negotiation? Just like how know. flippant it is. Like, we don't even value this person. Well, there's There's obviously this. no part of the negotiation because when they called back, he <laughs> didn't have another name involved. So if right now it's almost NBA trade season and all of a sudden you have the Chicago Bulls call you up and they say, hey, you interested in Zach Levine? And the Mavericks, let's say they're not interested at all. Well, you wouldn't obviously say, who is that? I've just named a pretty popular <laughs> player. But you might hang up the phone, and then you would go to your office, and you'd say, hey, guys, Chicago's about to make some moves here. They they, they wanted to know if we are interested in Zach Levine. We're obviously not, right? All right, who are we interested in? Because let's call them back yep, and see if they want to offer us this player for this. Because – they're they're willing to make moves. It sounds mm-hmm. like let's see if let's see how willing they are. Let's offer this yeah. for that and see. So Detroit was wanting to do something. Obviously, we'll never know the details of it. And maybe there was nothing on Detroit at the time. They were such a bad team and everything. They're like, we literally hate all fifty three players on your team. Right. But you could always follow up and go. Wait a second. What position is this? Yeah. And now, can we take advantage in any way with Detroit calling us up? I would have to know that Kent Garrison's relaying of this story was not Stephen not hearing it correctly, uh, something else going on, you know, because the way it looks is he was clueless as to a bigger name on the Detroit Lions roster, which would be really embarrassing. And, and I imagine Stephen Jones, if and when he hears that audio or this, is going to be pretty furious. Yeah. Over the way it's being portrayed. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the outs. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the possible. Yeah, like, you know, you can, like, you need you do need to know the names, I think, of a lot of, like, you, you don't need to be able to break down. Howie Roseman, it's not, it's not his job to break down film. That's the I scout's, don't know. I that's don't the know. scout's job. His job is to take the information. Yeah. And but for Howie, but for Howie to decide, right, to make a move on a player, he should know if they're a 3 4, a 4 3. Well, the scouts would tell him that, his yeah. personnel department. Yeah. And then he would decide, is this player's positional value or whatever contract worth the trade compensation that you would get or whatever. We need to ask Thomas Dimitrov that. Yeah. We need to ask Thomas Dimitrov, can you talk X's and O's with your head coach? Can you break yeah. down scheme and and all that all the football intricacies like Brian brought us like a scout? I'm I'm dying to know that. Yeah, answer. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't know if Thomas Dimitrov is the same as Howie. You know, Howie may be like well, just the general more, manager in yeah, general. Yeah, uh, but you know, like the CEO of Southwest Airlines doesn't need to know how to fly a plane. 
But he needs to know that he puts people in position. Yeah, I don't know if that's that, that, apples to apples. I, I, like, uh, this is the, the Henry Ford situation. I got seven phones here. I'll call the expert. I'll, I'll call yeah. the guy, and he'll give me the information. I trust him. I hired the best. Yeah. That's why I am as good as I am. But at the same time, Chris Young knows baseball and made damn fine decisions last year to get the Rangers a World Series. So let's just take the Rangers since they're the champs. If we heard a story about this, about Chris Young slash Ray Davis, Kip Fag, who runs their minor league, you know, uh, draft and everything like that. If we heard that, we would say they're world champs. They knew what they were doing. There's a reason the Cowboys fall way short of expectations all the time yeah. and are not really considered a contender. This is the reason. This is why I'm not a Cowboys fan anymore. It's never changing. However old you are, it's never going to change. So if this is your team, stick with them, love the Cowboys, all this. But there's a reason that teams are successful consistently, and there's a reason teams are unsuccessful consistently. We hate doing this because we like making fun of Detroit and Washington and name another team, Arizona Cardinals. We love making fun of those organizations. We just don't want the reality of looking within ourselves and going, hey, we might be better than those, but will we ever really live up to the expectation <laughs> of these organizations? And the answer is absolutely no, because they sacrifice for the opportunity to win, and there is no sacrifice in Dallas for winning. There is sacrifice for money, fame, and one other thing. Well, in your face, Mike, because they are successful, as the Cowboys have added Demarcus Lawrence, Tyler Smith, and Jake Ferguson to the Pro Bowl roster. Well, so you can zip it, according why, to Michael Gelkin. Why did you have to end the show with that? <laughs> why did, uh, well, this, is, this is the this week is of the strong, Cowboys. This, this is, is Pro Bowl week. Crosstalk. <laughs> this no, is no. Pro <laughs> Bowl week. This is the week of the Cowboys. And who was missing for it? Kevin. Maybe that's well, a he lesson. Had, we had a good crosstalk yesterday. Maybe too, that's though. a This was better. <laughs> this was greater. Back tomorrow with Matt Pittman, a.k.a. Meat Church, and we'll chop it up for the Hump Day edition. Okay. KMC is up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com.